Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Games Podcast. It is February the 9th, 2017. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Hugh Perry. Hello. And Kelsey Lavati. Hey. All right, so uh, I guess I didn't say this last week when we did the Resident Evil show, and Justin wasn't on it, but Justin is taking a couple weeks off from the podcast. Um, just something going on at home, nothing bad. It's just he's kind of swamped, taking care of the kids and stuff like that. So he's taking a couple weeks break, but he will be back, I'm sure, probably around the time that we're talking about the Switch and when that comes out. So um, the next couple weeks you will not hear his wonderful, beautiful voice and his opinions, which I always agree with. So <laughs> I miss him so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're here to talk about games. That's what we do here. Uh, last week we talked all about Resident Evil. This week we're going to be a little bit more broad, but there will be some more Resident Evil talk, I'm, I'm betting, um, before this, this episode is done. We're going to talk about games that are coming out uh, in the next couple of months. We're gonna, I have a release list here, and, and I'm going to run them all down pretty quickly, um, and then we'll kind of just pick out ones that we are uh, excited about. So if I say one that you're into, just be like, oh, hey, I want to talk about this one, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I'm just going to do basically February, March, and April. There was already quite a few things that came out um, in, in January. It was a pretty good January overall. Um, it's a pretty crowded first three months of the year, especially because of March, and March is really the killer right now. Um, mm, yes. as far as just packed with games. So we'll be talking about that in, in just a little bit. Kelsey, I feel like I haven't been on a podcast with you in like two months. Um, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> uh, pretty good. I mean, I started school, so I have a lot of readings. It isn't so bad. I mean, I'm an English major, so it's mostly fiction. It's not too grueling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's been my life <laughs> so uh are you what uh what have you been what have you been reading so far um mostly medieval english ah the fun stuff oh the best <laughs> <laughs> some beowulf some chaucer oh mm-hmm. god chaucer yeah <laughs> i don't miss that that stuff is filthy like yeah, seriously it is that shit is fucking pornographic man yeah (laughs) as someone who focused on english in high school and then also in college i read the canterbury tales three times i think i have read the canterbury tales so much (laughs) i'm i'm at this point fed up of the canterbury i can't take it anymore (laughs) there's there's a lot of people up against a lot of walls in those stories yeah um beowulf i also read a a few times great gatsby i read Mm -hmm. a bunch Mm -hmm. of times (laughs) though i really like the great gatsby and it's a pretty short easy read so that's that was a welcome oh this is on the syllabus this this semester okay i'm okay with that um the stuff that always got to me was like the stream of consciousness writers like faulkner and stuff like that i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. had to read any of those yet not yet not yet (laughs) um my brain is much too linear uh, to to have accepted that at, at, at the age I was, and I also never really got into Hemingway, um, because I always felt like it was just people sitting around drinking and complaining. That's what it always felt like to me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what the Great Gatsby is. But then there's like murder and stuff in the Great Gatsby, so there's there's like stuff that happens. 
spoilers. For the Great Gatsby. <laughs> um, I didn't say who got murdered and when, but there is there is some intrigue in 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 the Great Gatsby. Yeah, being but the great thing about being an English major and I went to a school where it was mostly science um, majors, like biology majors. Uh, mm-hmm. And they would always be like, oh, I've got my six hour lab this Saturday from like 8 a.m. to four or whatever. Um, and I would and I'd be like, oh, my first class starts at two o'clock and I have to just write down what I think this thing's about. Like that was. And so yeah. I always my, my <laughs> complaining was always kept in check with those things. Yeah, like um, I don't really like I don't really mind the work either, like. Let's say I have an essay. I'm last minute anyway, so I'll be bitching that four hours that I'm like staying up to write the paper. But then other than that, I'm not mm-hmm. going in on Saturday to do like a lab or, you know, having like business classes. Like, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was always like with English being English major, I always felt like I was doing a lot of reading, but that in the end I was getting off easy with what I was having to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not like the the communication majors. They definitely had it the easiest, um, but I felt like English was just a little step up above that. But with all of this schooling going on, Kelsey, have you had time to play any games? Uh, I just played, like, um, I was playing Stardew Valley a bit last month, and, uh, this month's a bit more crazy. I have a bit more papers, so I was mostly playing, um, NHL 17. How Canadian of you, Kelsey? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Like, I wrote it down. I'm like, should I even, should I even? (laughs) Yeah, you should. You should. No, no. Big night for, um. Hockey and Cardiff. The Cardiff Devils just got to the uh, the domestic cup final and the uh, top of the league at the moment. So uh, we we might have some uh, championship level ice hockey team in uh, Cardiff for the first Ooh. time in uh, a few years. But it's in Cardiff, so how much does that really matter? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Are you crying or coughing? <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> Not a slight against Cardiff in general, just Cardiff, i.e., hockey. <laughs> well, we get we get massive attendances of about three thousand people a game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually more than I would have expected for because for hockey. Um, they, but uh, they usually sell out their games. No, oh, that's cool. I didn't even know there was a hockey league there, so I'm learning things all over the place right now. Every day is a school day. It's true. It's true. Um, so how are you enjoying... It's 17, right? NHL 17? Yeah. Uh, have you played like... Have you? Are you like a yearly buyer of the franchise? How does it stack up? No, I'm not a yearly buyer of the franchise. The last one I played was 09. And that worked for a bit um, on the PS3. And then when I got my PS4, I didn't buy another one. And then this year I saw it on sale on uh, Boxing Day on Amazon. So I was like, you know what? Let me just buy it. It's always like a fun game. Like I still play the NHL 09. So it's not like, <laughs> it, uh, like, I mean, it goes out of style because like players switch teams and like, of course, you know, they retire and whatever and you get the rookies. But other than that, it it's, 
like, I could tell you that from NHL 09 to NHL 17, it really changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, well, visually, obviously, it's a lot better. Even um, yeah. controlling the players, passing, shooting, everything's a lot more crisp, I find. Well, that's awesome. Um, what, what what team do you usually play us? <laughs> the Boston Bruins. I, I mean, I don't know why I'm embarrassed because it's only in Montreal that it matters, but I'm a Boston Bruins fan. Well, that's okay. I'm also a Boston Bruins fan. So Yeah, but here you don't say that. That's why I was like whispering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess all our Montreal listeners will be very pissed at you, but... Yeah, they, pro- they will. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how'd you become a Bruins fan? Uh, my dad. Oh, cool. That's the, well, he's more like um, anything but the Habs. Okay. <laughs> and if you're anything but the Habs, you might as well just be a Bruins fan. Okay. And that's how we grew up. Mm-hmm. And But I, I actually love the Bruins now. Like, it's in my heart. <laughs> that's um, awesome. But I'm not, I'm not like a, you know, F the Canadians. Like, that's not me. <laughs> I like just, just, just to get it out there for all the Montreal people listening. <laughs> yeah. She's not F the Canadians. I, I still like them, okay? <laughs> um, no, that's that's cool. So uh, to go a little more into hockey talk, how do you feel about like, the Bruins firing their coach this week? Uh, I, I didn't expect to get so emotional today. <laughs> uh, I'm really sad about it. I really liked him. I'm really sad about it. Well, he led them in their first Stanley Cup in what, like, forty years or whatever. So that was exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not like I don't follow hockey very closely. Uh, it's, it's definitely, it's probably in the same level as basketball for me as far as stuff that I like follow. But I do pay attention to Bruins news because I'm just an overall kind of Boston sports fan. So, mm-hmm. so I do follow that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, so NHL 17, better than NHL 09. <laughs> <laughs> but you... I was looking up reviews, and, and it actually got a lot of uh, a lot of great reviews. I mean, I can't compare it to 2016, but I don't know. It looked like it got really good reviews when it came out, and everyone seems pretty happy with it. It seems pretty solid, so I think I'm going to enjoy it more the more I play it. Yeah, and I've heard, I've heard really good things about it. I've heard from the... Sport from the uh, like Giant Bomb and GameSpot and all those places that I follow regularly, Polygon, it got a very good score. So I heard it's a very good mm-hmm. um, hockey game. Do you play? Do you do a do you do franchise mode and stuff like that, or you just play like exhibition matches? Uh, mostly exhibition, just because like with my homework, I haven't had time to really like I haven't even created my own team yet. So mm. like a bit. Um, I know I have spring break coming up, so I might take the time to like make an all like it's basically Canada's all-star team would be my team that I would create so <laughs> awesome awesome so well we look for I good luck with all the school stuff and hopefully you'll be get to play some games soon yeah <laughs> um Hugh just to kind of wrap up on our Resident Evil talk and bring it full circle you finished it uh this past week right I did indeed um and how did you feel about uh, the way it wrapped up um i absolutely loved it um i think this it's it it exceeded all my expectations to be honest i mean it, like you said to me when you finished it that it ends really well um and i i often find like the ending of things can be um you know it's just as with everything it's a subjective thing but so many people were saying to me that it ends well and 
it does it nails the ending so well like it finishes with just this crazy boss battle that's just like looks completely goofballs mm-hmm. um and then there's just like this little thing that it drops on you at the end and you're like huh okay <laughs> um but overall like fantastic game like from start to finish like once i it took me a while to settle into it because i made no secret of the fact that um i was fairly tentative going into it because i'm i haven't really played like a horror game for a while um but like once i eased myself into it i I was playing it for like hours on end and feeling pretty good but um like outside of being like a very very good resident evil game i just love the amount of like there's so many influences in it like you can see bits of like evil dead exorcist um you know tons of like really cool horror stuff you know like texas chainsaw massacre and stuff and um it puts a clever little twist on that whole sort of like um you know the bayou hick family type thing like it turns out being not you know a bit different to what you're like how it seems um but yeah like as a sort of game to start the year off with is like my first new um big game of the year just i absolutely loved it i thought it was absolutely brilliant cool i'm glad you i'm glad you enjoyed the ending um now i guess you kind of already answered this in the way that you talked about how you played it but do you feel that the first half is scarier than the second half oh yeah most yeah definitely i think the um um like the first hour sort of does like Resident Evil does PT. Mm-hmm. And then once you get out of that, like like you said before when we spoke about last week, it then sort of becomes a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Um But yeah, I know what you mean. Like as close as close you get to the end, I, I do feel a little bit like maybe the last sort of two hours or so it kind it so, sort of starts ushering you along um towards the end because it does get more um like the story starts sort of piling itself up on you and stuff like that and the story i was really impressed with like it's something overly complicated but it it's interesting it keeps you like wanting to push forward um but yeah it does get to the point where it's sort of pushing you along and becomes a bit more um in your face that it does sort of dial down the um how tense and how creepy it is but that didn't that didn't bother me like i I think it does enough of like the the creepy and scary stuff for the first half of the game to you know for it to be a a really good sort of tense horror game that doesn't overdo the scares it's not like just throwing it at you from all angles um and then turns into a really good sort of like, you know, push to with the story and does really well at the end. Then and with, like I said, the way it finishes off, I thought it was great. So, yeah, I, I, the the balance in the game is really well well done. I think. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, and I don't think that it's a slight against the game to say that it's less scary in its second half than in its first half. Because um, you're absolutely right. It does become more about the the sort of puzzle of how to get to from here to there um, than it becomes about escaping scary things um, at, at a certain point. Um, but yeah, I think it wraps up incredibly well. And like you said, it doesn't get... I think the best part about it is it doesn't get overly convoluted. Um, you know, is the fact that the, the story stays relatively simple and only sort of sticks its tendrils out a little bit into a larger world. Because I think a lot of the problem with the Resident Evil games as they got farther on was the fact that the story got so kind of up its own ass about its world and all its crazy, um, you know double crosses and triple crosses and who is this person's son and who's this, you know, and this kind of gets rid of all of that. And just goes a very straight ahead, uh, um, story that has a couple twists, but doesn't get too dense at any point. And I think it does that really well. And I ended up, um, playing through some of the DLC that that's come out. I bought the season pass. Um, and they put out, it's called band footage volume one. And, and it has, um, basically three things to it. One of which is, um, Ethan must die, which is like a survival mode. It, it, um, uh, but it also has two, two band footage, two band footage tapes, both of which you play as, um, Clancy, who is the cameraman from the demo and in the game who gets kidnapped. Uh, and you see happen on the first tape you find. And, one of them is you're captured by Marguerite, the mother, and it's basically an escape room puzzle, and you have to find a way to escape this room, but certain things will call Marguerite back to the room, and if she sees things out of place and stuff, she like flips out, and you can only sort of mess up in that way a few times before it's over for you. Um, and then the other one is, um, it, it's this one where you have to basically survive um, for four hours and it has like a, it's almost like a horde mode type of thing. You can, you collect scrap and you build and you like buy weapons and upgrades and stuff like that. And it's, it's very much, it's all combat focused and, um, it, it, whether or not you want to deal with that or not in this game is up to you. Cause obviously the combat is not the thing about Resident Evil seven that you come to, that you come to it for, but uh, it was entertaining. I, I got, I think I got three of the five hours in or something like that. Um, and sorry, it's like in-game hours. It's actually probably like, you know, five minutes per hour or ten minutes per hour or something like that in real time. Um, and it was fun, you know. And I think I'll I'll probably go back and finish it. Um, but yeah, it, it was. There's supposed to be three pieces of DLC: two band footage and then one story bit that's supposed to put you in the in the perspective of a character you didn't play as um, in the game but saw in the game. So mm-hmm. I, I'm interest, very interested in that. But I, I think that, and I think the second part, the second volume of the season pass is coming out in like a couple of weeks. So they're, they're getting it out very quickly, which is nice. Um, and it's nice to go back to the game and, and just play it a little more. Cause I, I, like you said, Hugh, I, I, for a game to come out so early and be so good, it, it was really satisfying and cool. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more, like there's a lot of, um, replay value in it. Um, like I've seen like screenshots of um, some things in it that I I didn't even come across. So um, yeah, I'll I'll leave it a bit, and I'll definitely sit back down and play it through again just to see what else I can find. That's for sure. Awesome. 
Awesome. So, uh, Kelsey, uh, any interest in playing Resident Evil? No, I don't touch <laughs> scary games. <laughs> okay. All right. In, until we have some discussion and you talk about playing some game that was the scariest game anyone's ever played and how you beat it with no problem. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that point. Uh, uh, much like our <laughs> hyper light drifter conversation. Uh, so uh, other than that, um, Hugh, you, after much consternation and, and much uh, technical difficulties, uh, got me into the Ubisoft uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands beta. Yes. Which was a fucking that was an ordeal. ordeal. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft's website are a fucking garbage fire. Yes, that is 100%. Accurate description of of them, um, and also a hilarious moment where you sent. We tried to give the one of the codes away on <laughs> on Twitter, um, yeah. and the person gave us the wrong name, Ubisoft name, and so Hugh just sent a code out to a random person uh, on who, who the used Ubisoft the network. Code? Did they use it? Yeah. Ha! Ah, that's hilarious. I know. <laughs> I was just like, damn you. They were probably like, oh my god, well, oh, cool! I got invited to the Costa yeah. Recon beta. <laughs> by some guy who the hell yeah. is this yeah i know that but that's really funny but regardless um i didn't get very much time and i'll give my thoughts uh after you hugh but um if people don't know what ghost recon wildlands is it's a um i guess ghost recon is known as being a, a tactical shooter and this still has some of those um things there but it, it's much less that i think than the 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 past games but it's a up to four player co-op game basically and it's open world you're taking down drug cartels it feels a lot like third person far cry i think is the, is the best way to go about talking about it lots of driver gun and jeeps taking people down doing ridiculous things um like i said i only played it for a very little bit but Hugh, i know you probably you dug some time into it you did two streams with it yeah uh, um how did you feel about your experience with it um it it's a a funny game like i i played it for i played the first mission um when the beta first kicked off on my own um and uh cuz if you're on your own you've basically got three bots with you and if you hold down r1 you get um like communication wheel and you can give them orders so it's like open fire hold position group up um so on and so forth um and I played through the first mission. I enjoyed it, but I found it incredibly tricky with the AI bots for your squad members. And I was just like, hmm, this feels like there's a good game there, but I don't... The bots just felt like a, a bit more of a liability because I felt like they kept blowing my cover because it's... Um, it's a fairly harsh game in the... Like, you can take a few hits, but if you get shot three or four times then you're down like your your teammates can come and revive you but you've got to be you there is that tactical element to it like you said so after playing the first mission i was just like hmm not not sure i'm how i'm feeling about this um so i switched it off and i thought what i'll do i'll i'll delete my save and i'll i'll restart and then i'll um i sent one of my codes to my friend ori um and we streamed for an hour um and 
played it together. And after playing it with him, um, my feelings on the game changed markedly for the more positive. Like playing it with somebody else and sort of organising, you know, right, you pick up the guy on the right, I pick up the guy on the left. Um, You count down, you pick up both of your targets, take them out, and be careful to make sure that nobody else around sees you, like, killing those two guys. Um, And then sort of moving along. Um, It feels really rewarding. And it's, like, as in a co-op mode, um, I had a really great time playing it with Ori and Cody. And Cody uploaded... um, I think it's about a half an hour video on um, the YouTube page of me and him playing it. Um, and we, we had a great time with it. Like it's, um, I said, it's just so, so much better playing it with people. And it's, it's a good fun game because you can, it's, you can go where you want, when you want. So you can mess around or you can just be like, right, let's go and do a mission. Um, it's got a few niggles with it. Like some of the camera, like when you're driving is a bit sluggish um, and a few other like bugs, but um, Ubisoft are by and large usually pretty good at listening to people's feedback. Like from what I've heard, the um, For Honor open beta, which starts today coincidentally, um, they've done a lot of tweaks to it, like um, sort of balancing weapons and so on and so forth since the closed beta, which was only a few weeks ago. So I'm fairly confident that they'll address those things. But I think this is definitely going to be... It'll be a game I definitely get, but I'm not going to play it on my own. I think I'm I'm going to organise to play with Cody and Ori when I can and play it with them because it's just a much, much better game um, from my experience of this closed beta with a group of people who you can communicate with and like the like I said the bots are just a bit funny so I I had a really good time with it like I'm I'm quite excited for it now and the map is huge like the the area they give you for this is big enough and you could zoom out and look at the map um like I said if you look at the video um Cody uploaded there is one bit where he actually zooms in on the map and you can see how big it is and it's insane so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the full version turns out. Yeah, you, you, I texted you on Saturday, and I was like, um, I'm not sure about Ghost Recon. And the first thing you asked me was, did you play it alone? Um, uh, and I did. I played, you know, like probably for an hour, an hour and a half or something. I, you know, I did the first, I did the tutorial, I did the first mission, and... Um, you know, it did the stuff that I can totally see when you're with somebody and driving in a car for three minutes to get to where you need to go and, and you're talking to people on headset that it would be totally fine and it wouldn't really even notice it. But much like, you know, when you're clicking back in the old days, when you click like helium filaments or whatever in destiny, which is like the most boring thing in the world. But if you're talking to yeah. a bunch of your friends, it doesn't matter. Cause it's like, is you're in a chat room, but you're also doing something, you know, um, but for me, playing alone, I, I I had to go all the way across this area to pick to get this guy. I got the guy, and then I they're like, now bring him all the way back to where you just were. And I was like, all right, this game is exactly the opposite of the thing that I like to do in video games. Yeah. 
it was like this game is not meant for Bobby. That's what it felt like to me immediately. Um, it looked nice, and I appreciated like the mechanics and and the shooting felt fine and and all that kind of stuff. But um, I I'm also the thing I'm most curious about with it is like you said, like I, if I got it, I would not get it and play it alone. Um, which probably means I won't get it because if I can't put significant time into a game by myself, then it's usually not worth the, the purchase to me. But, um, but I think I'm curious about is how much that huge map, how much stuff is there going to be to do on that huge map? You know, or is it going to be a lot of just driving from place to place? Yeah, um, I mean, um, with nothing to do in the middle except maybe take out a couple of guys here or there. That yeah. that's what I'm wondering about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there is there is that you know like I said it'll be interesting to see once you get your hands on the full game how how exactly it turns out. Um I mean there is even just on the, on the little bit of the map they gave you there's there is a lot of um I think there's like three or four fast travel points open to you from the off. So you can get to like the four corners of that little area quick enough by fast traveling if you want. But I know what you mean. Like I, um, when I played the first first mission on my own, I did think to myself like, "This is Bobby Kryptonite just having to <laughs> like drive all this, all this way." Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. I like I'm hope hopefully there's I mean there's there's side missions and stuff you can do like um. There's like a, one of the sort of big things about it is that you have um, basically you're supposed to be trying to support um, local, like a local rebel group. Mm. And as you're doing missions, you can tag like resources for them. And there's side missions um, as well as the, I think it was six story missions in this closed beta. So there's there's a good bit of variety in the um, in the side missions. They're all based around securing. Um, uh, resources for the rebels but there's like um one where you've got to break into this camp steal this plane um and fly it back to sort of like the rebels base camp there's another one where you've got to run down um like a convoy um and there's like two armored trucks and then like this massive like lorry in the middle of them and you've got basically like run the lorry off the road and tag it so the rebels can come and pick it up um so i'm hoping um, I mean, obviously, obviously, if the side missions are sort of repetitive and they keep repeating that for- formula, then they will get tired. So there is there is going to be an element of how much sort of staying power it has and how interesting it will be for for how long. Um, but I've seen enough for it from it for me to think, yeah, I'm I'm going to take a chance on it. So um, yeah, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it, and I'm I'm hopeful it's going to be good. Well, we look forward to your thoughts after March 7th when it mm-hmm. comes out for realsies. Yeah. I'll um, be streaming plenty of it. I'm sure you will. Uh, mm-hmm. I played a little Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone. Not enough to really talk about too much, but it seems like a pretty cool yet simplified Fire Emblem game. Um, yes. I played a bit of it too. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into it yet, but I'm, I'm planning on playing a lot more of it. I just haven't got a chance as much this week has been insane. Um Kelsey, are, are you going to pick it up? Because I know you're a Nintendo super fan. Yeah, but um, I have a lot of trouble with JRPGs. Uh, they don't keep my attention. For um, I tried the 
Fire Emblem, or no, was it Braveheart? But something came out last year, and I well, tried the demo for there's it. There's always a Fire Emblem, but the, you might have been thinking about Bravely Default as yes, well. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played that. I mean, it's okay. It's fun. Mm, Fire Emblem but, is a little bit different. It's not. It's not a traditional like JRPG. It's a it's a tactics game. Um, but it always has really, really good writing. Uh, and the app is free to download. I rec- I would, I would recommend you check it out if you get a chance, okay. um, on your phone. Cause I think, I think you might enjoy it. Um, it's got a cool, it's got great art style and they're just really, Fire Emblem is, it's a really great series. Uh, so yeah, I would check it out. It's a li- it's different than a normal kind of JRPG. Um, so okay, I would check cool. it out. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, but anyway, let's let's talk about stuff that's coming out soon. So we're, well, we're already in the first week of February, so a couple of these things have already come out, but I'm going to run them down. Um, and then if there's anything that catches your your ears, uh, pipe up and we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, so February, um, I guess on the 3rd, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World came out for the 3DS, which is a sort of yes, remake, sort of sequel for the Yoshi's Woolly World that came out last year on the Wii U. Um, uh, did you pick it up, Kelsey? I know you're not in a game mode right now, but yeah, I'm picking it up on Friday. I get a paycheck, nice. so <laughs> nice. <laughs> did you play the Wii U one? Uh, yeah, I, I don't own it, but I did play it mm. and I loved it. I okay. love Yoshi. My cat's name is Yoshi, like, the obsession is real. All right, and <laughs> I can't, like, I can't wait to try it. It looks so cute and wonderful, and I'm excited. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm interested in it. I didn't play the Wii U one, even though I, I thought it, the art style looked amazing. So I'm interested to hear how mm-hmm. this... That's what I love trans- about it the most. Yeah, yeah. Like that Kirby Epic Yarn game that came out a couple of years ago on the, exactly. on the Wii. Yeah, yeah. They, they know how to do those... Looks like it's made out of real stuff art styles very, very mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of games, which I don't even know how to say... Tohu Genso Wanderer is out for PS4 and Vita. Um, Atelier Sophie, the alchemist of the mysterious book, is out on PC. Uh, Neo came out this week on PS4, which is a, to be as reductive as possible, a samurai Dark Souls uh, from Team Ninja. Um, It's a third-person character action game, much like the Souls games in which they are it's incredibly hard uh you're sort of going through levels you're collecting what the i don't remember the name of what their souls equivalent is um trying to get this together if you die you lose your souls but you can go back on a corpse run and try to get them back and it's all about working leveling up getting yourself leveled up so you can get uh, and beat these big bosses um i have purchased it i purchased it today i'm going to be playing it um i do love the souls game so i'm anxious to try this i've heard that it's faster than a normal one of those games not as fast as something like ninja gaiden which is the series that team ninja is most known for i think um but it's getting great reviews and so i'm very interested in in playing it um so i'll be able to talk about that more in a couple of weeks when we have another recording session looking forward to it i'm sure that it's going to be much too hard for me and that i will play a certain amount of it and then be like nope i hit the wall but i'm still looking forward to, to checking it out um for Honor is on February 14th. Yeah. Uh, 
So I know, Hugh, that you're excited about it. We played we played on our Pints and Pixels this month. We played um, f- the Four Honor Beta. It was me, you, yeah. Cody, um, and your friend Ori, who we talk about, I think, every week now on the, yeah. on the show. Uh, he the is beast. like the unofficial like sixth member of the Talking Games <laughs> podcast. Um, so, you know, I can't wait from that being like, this is cool, but I think that's as far as my interest goes in it. I, I don't think yeah. I'm going to end up picking it up. I like... It's neat, but like something that's that multiplayer focus. That's not it. it ha- the game has to be incredibly special for me to pick it up if it's that, that focused on multiplayer. And like hmm. th- that's like you know, Overwatch is like the only thing um, you know that's a full price game that I can think of in the last couple of years that I got and only that only had multiplayer, and then I and I played it a lot. So yeah, it's, it's probably out for me. What is it about For Honor that's got you excited? Because we didn't actually even talk about it at all. Yeah. Um well, I think I'm just going through a bit of a um a phase really with like multi like online multiplayer stuff. Like I I for ages I I've never really all that fussed about playing sort of on like mainly online games and then the last year or so with like Overwatch, Battlefront, um Battlefield um and a couple of other things i've started really enjoying them and um i i went went into this thinking you know, you know i've got a code for the beta i'll give it a try um and i was really pleasantly surprised by it like after hearing justin talk about it because i think he played it at pax i think pax or uh, a playstation experience one of those two yeah yeah um after hearing Justin talk about it, I was like, mm, I'm not really sure if this is for me because I was worried about whether it was going to be a bit sort of like like a Dynasty Warriors type clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. Like I said, I think I enjoyed it a lot more because I like it's that experience of like playing it with people like that social gaming side to it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like, I feel like there's a, a good learning curve um in that game and I, I i do find these days i i want to feel a bit like rewarded like i'm learning and getting better at a game and i think like just through playing that little bit bit of the beta and i'm really looking forward to the open beta like i said which starts today um just sort of, like getting to grips with it and i it's an interesting mechanic, like the whole sort of like guard thing, like where you you can see which side people are gonna like attack you from on the screen, and you have to react quick enough to switch your guard to that side. And if you block it, it starts charging up this revenge meter. And if you charge it up, you can basically you press triangle and you just kind of go into like this crazy beast mode thing where you you just become like this like wrecking ball. Um, and the game modes seem quite interesting and there's whole like mechanics about um like which faction you choose as you're fighting you gain sort of um i think they call like war resources and you can put them you can spend those war resources then in the game and it um is basically just like a map and however your faction are doing um like around the world and where they place their resources, you kind of take over parts of the map, like what relevance and reward that has in the game. Cause I know it's going to have seasons. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but it sounds like there's going to be some interesting 
um, like game modes around it, and um, it looks like there's going to be a fair bit of like additional content that's not going to cost you money. I think there is a season pass for it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like down to the sort of like social side of it, and it it did really really surprise me. I think in terms of like a game that's like come out of left field for me and like has turned me around and made me think, yeah, I might actually get this and I might actually enjoy it when I thought I was going to be kind of like you are on Ghost Recon. Um, it's I think this is going to be like one of the surprise games of the year for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me too, it becomes this thing where the other part for me is that I, I always, not fear, that's, fear is definitely the wrong word, but I always think about the fact that these are the like I, I um sorry for honor ghost recon i feel like these are games that people will play for a couple of weeks and then there'll be the next thing that comes out and you'll have moved on you know so i guess that's what always sort of worries me about multiplayer games and investing in them in any real way but we'll we'll have to see um rest of february sniper elite four uh deformers are both out on february 14th um berserk and the band of the hawk is out on february 21st so is halo wars 2 um and uh, night in the woods which is a game that i'm very excited for um kelsey have you heard of night in the woods she's muted sorry there you go. <laughs> every week uh i thought i heard of it but could you refresh my memory y- yes i was going to i have the explanation in front of me so um College dropout Mae Borowski returns home to the crumbling former mining town of Possum Springs, seeking to resume her aimless former life and reconnect with the friends she left behind. But things aren't the same. Home seems different now, and her friends have grown and changed. Leaves are falling, and the wind is growing colder. Strange things are happening as the lights fade, and there's something in the woods. In 2017, join Mae on a trip through her hometown and into the dark on the other side. Night in the Woods is an adventure game focused on exploration, story, and character. Featuring dozens of characters to meet and lots to do across a lush, vibrant world. Um, yep, yeah, so that's that's what it is, and it's a, it, all the characters are animals. So you're uh, a cat. Yeah, I just looked at the, a, the picture, yeah. and the yeah. the art is really winning me over. I mean, the description sounds a bit scary, but it reminds me a bit of um, Oxenfree. That's what I was going to say, Kelsey. You played Oxenfree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, even like the way the characters interact, like with speech bubbles, uh, mm-hmm. that reminds yeah. me a lot of Oxenfree. So I'm probably gonna check it out. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much looking forward to that game. Um, also, on the 21st is Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, which is a PSVR game. Um, Yiz Origin is also on February 21st, and then February 24th we've got Lego Worlds Xbox One, PS4, PC. And then February 28th, we have Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which oh, I think yes. uh, both you and I are very excited for. Um, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. We t- we've talked about that game a lot yes. <laughs> on this show. Big open world game. Um, it's getting really great uh, notices and preview coverage. Um, and we're, ve- we're so close to it coming out now. I'm very excited to see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of um, backed away from like looking for information on it now because I kind of want to, I want to go into it fresh. Like I've seen enough of it to be incredibly excited by it now. So I, I don't want to know like what the mechanics of the game are, like how it plays. I just want to get in there, sort of like with fresh eyes when it comes out, and I'm, I, I can't wait for it. It looks 
so cool. And there's no driving in it, Bobby, so you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure there'll be some equivalent of driving in it. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be riding di- robot dinosaurs. So Yes, yeah, yeah. For, for me, you know, it's... I it's Open world games with the sort of setting and stuff that this game has... Um, where it's not just like a, a modern crime or whatever. Um, I, I'm much more apt to be interested because the world interests me a lot more. Um, how you get around the open world, what there is to do in the open world is going to really dictate to me uh, on how much I'm into it, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it because it looks really great. Um, the rest of the, the month on the 28th, we've got Story of Seasons, Trio of Towns for the 3DS, uh, Torment, Tides of Numenera for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, um, which is... It's a spiritual successor to a game called Planescape Torment, which is a Dungeons & Dragons thing, which I'm interested in seeing what that's like. And then Valhalla Hills Definitive Edition is the last day of February. Um, And then we have March 3rd, which is the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Features Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is a big one for Switch and for Wii U, which I think all of us are very much looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I can't wait for that. I, we'll talk a lot about that game when it comes out. My mm-hmm. my Switch is pre-ordered and paid for and, and ready, and I have Legend of Zelda pre-ordered as well as uh, I have 1-2 Switch pre-ordered as well. So um, both of those games I'll, I'll be playing and, and talking a, a lot about. I cannot wait to play Zelda. It's been so long. I did not really get into Skyward Sword so the last really console Zelda that I played all the way through was Twilight Princess. Um, I played the 3DS, um, the uh, Link Between Worlds, which was an amazing game. But I have not played a console Zelda in a very long time. So I'm very excited to jump in and, and really get going on this one. And it looks amazing. Everything about it looks amazing. The music, the visuals, everything. So I am deeply excited <laughs> about it. Amen to that. Yeah, uh, Kelsey, will you end up getting it? You think on the on the Wii U? Uh, no, I don't want to get another game for the Wii U when I know I'm going to buy the Switch. Right. Okay. Makes That's sense. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But are you going to be able to hold out playing Zelda while everyone around you is talking about it? <laughs> I'm gonna These are try. important questions. <laughs> I'm going to try. Okay. Um. As I said, 1-2-Switch is also coming out that day. Super Bomberman R, Just Dance 2017, Skylanders Imaginators, I Am Setsuna, World of Goo, Little Inferno, and Human Resource Machine are all launch games for the Switch. Um, I have a feeling we'll see some more, a couple more indie games that day as well. But those are that's the, that's the launch lineup there. That's a whole thing in itself that I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about. Um, March 7th is the Ghost Recon Wildlands. Obviously, we talked a bunch about that. Um, already so we'll hear about that in the future near automata which is from platinum games who made bayonetta uh and it looks like it's going to be a P- platinum games kind of has like an a team and a b team and they make really amazing games and then sort of very middling games like the turtles game that came out this past year and and stuff like that um this looks like it's their a team i bayonetta 2 is one of my favorite games of the last couple of years so I am very much looking forward to see what near Automata is and, and how crazy it's going to be. They always make crazy-ass games with amazing combat. So that's what I'm really looking forward to that. Um, 
Birthday is the beginning uh, for PS4 and PC on March 7th. Also March 7th, Loot Rascals. Then March 14th, we've got Danganronpa uh, 1 and 2 Reload, which are PS4 remakes of those Vita games, which if it, if March wasn't so freaking crazy, I would be thinking about getting those because I've always wanted to play those games, but I just don't like sitting in front of or holding my Vita for that long. Um, Star Trek Bridge Crew finally comes out on March 14th. Uh, hmm. Hugh, you've got to be excited about that, right? I am. The only thing I'm thinking is like having enough people to play it with, because I think you have to play it as a team, don't you? I think is it like online? Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any like bots or anything. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. You might be able to find online games, though. I don't actually don't know that. It's I'll good, have it's to good, do some good research question. into it, but it it does look pretty damn cool. It does look really cool. Yes, uh, Sticks Shards of Darkness is also on the twenty four. Uh, also on the fourteenth. To follow up to that that game that came out a couple of years ago, um, and then the t- March twenty first, Justin faints and Mass Effect Andromeda hit hit hits shelves, um, which I'm also very excited about. But there's just yeah, so much too. coming out in March. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's so tough to like, like even think about that, because staring down the pipe, I've got to play Horizon, Zelda. Um, I'm probably gonna get near. So it's like three games already in March. Or near the end of March, February twenty eighth. It's basically March. So three and they're big games. Too. Three big games. Yeah. Um, hopefully, near is only like an eight to ten hour thing. Um, but Zelda's gonna be is gonna eat my life for a while. I know it is. So with Mass Effect coming out, which also is gonna be a big game. It's I'm like, I'm like I'll probably finish Mass Effect in November. That's how I feel right now. Um. But very excited about it. But just it's coming. And and Kelsey, you're gonna. You, are you planning on getting Mass Effect? Uh yeah, I really want to try it. Um, I didn't play the other ones, but I know this one takes place a bit later. Yeah, hundreds of years in the future. I don't think you're gonna oh. need to know anything about the. Oh, a bit, yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> uh yeah, but I think that would be like. Um, I don't play all the big games in the year. Like I mm-hmm. try to stick to like really indie and Nintendo, but. Um, I think Mass Effect is one of the bigger games I want to try this year. Cool. Very cool. Um, Dreamfall Chapters hits uh, PS4 and Xbox One. That's been on the PC for a while. Um, Mario Sports Superstars comes to the 3DS on March 24th. Um, Both the Kingdom Hearts uh, HD remakes that have come out on PS3 previously are out on PS4 on March 28th. 1.5 and 2.5 remix. MLB The Show comes out on March 28th, and Has Been Heroes comes out for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 28th. And that game looks uh, kind of cool. Uh, April kicks off with one of was one of my most anticipated games, I think, of each of the last two years that got pushed back. Uh, Persona 5 comes out for PS4 and PS3, which is a series that's a heavily anime-inspired Japanese RPG, and it's a series that I have never really played a much of it all four got such good reviews but by the time it was out and coming out i wasn't i didn't have a ps2 anymore and then it came out on vita and i'm not going to play a 100 hour rpg on my vita it's just not going to happen but persona 5 looks so cool and the the personality looks amazing i cannot wait to play persona 5 um sniper ghost warrior 3 hits on april 4th bulletstorm full clip edition hits april 7th ukulele hits on april 11th um which i know was was your pick for our most anticipated in the first half of the year um spiritual successor to banjo kazooie and and those kind of third person 
platformer games. Um, what are you most looking forward to about it, Kelsey? Um, I don't know. Like for me, what really wins me over with games is like art and how fun it looks. And if it's anything like Banjo Kazooie, I know I'm gonna love it. Like it looks so cute. I love like um, the little plot line they have going on. I don't know. I'm just super stoked. <laughs> For, well, from what, what I, I know of your tastes, it seems like definitely a, a Kelsey game. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I will also definitely. be playing it. Yeah, you're down yeah, for I'm, it too? Yeah. I'm definitely getting it. I, I, you can't, like, a really well done, good platformer. Like, it's just, like, gaming fun at its purest. So if they nail this, I'm, I'm going to be all over it. Cool. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes. Uh, hits um, Dragon's Heroes. Sorry, Dragon Quest Heroes Two, April twenty fifth. Um, we've also got. Um, oh, I skipped some. The Sexy Brutal comes out on April eleventh. I don't even know what that game is. That's my nickname. Well, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I'm gonna see right now what it is. Oh, it's from Tequila Works. Um, okay, a murder mystery wrapped in an endlessly repeating day. Okay. Um, is a murder mystery like, from Cavalier Game Studio and Rhyme developer Tequila Works. It's about second chances and third and fourth, and to go on endlessly, depending on how good of a detective you are. Oh, okay. The PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One game, due out in 2017, includes a twist on the Groundhog Day variety. The player is stuck in the same repeating day as an elderly priest named La Faciado Boone. Um, there, he's extending a masked ball at a house. Um, it's a lavish affair and takes place in a Downton Abbey-style mansion converted into a casino. The party takes a dark turn, however, when the staff starts murdering the Marquis' guests. Cavalier co-founder and narrative director Jim Griffiths describes the game as being very British. Its humor, character, and setting are all grounded in British culture. Um, th- so there we go. Uh, each mask is thematically tied to the party-goer wearing it. So it's a murder mystery game. That's cool. I might have to check that out. I like. Yeah, I that love, sounds interesting. I love detective stories. Um, yeah. The Silver Case hits uh, PS4 on April 18th. Micro Machines World Series on April 21st. Then Dragon Quest Heroes 2 on April 25th. Little Nightmares, which is a um, puzzle platformer, very artsy-styled game. It has like a crazy, awesome art style. It reminds me a little bit of like Limbo um, Inside as far as like the perspective and stuff, but it also has like a very Tim Burton type of feel. I remember just looking at some screenshots because it looks really cool. I'm, I'm excited about that one. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch on April 28th. Which I'll, be, which I'll be picking up. And then Portal Knights coming out on April 28th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So that's February, uh, March, and April. We'll do another one of these probably at the end of April and in the beginning of May uh, to talk about some of that stuff. But yeah, that's what's coming out. It's a it's a pretty packed uh, first couple months of the year. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about in, in the coming months. I was worried that in these couple months of the year we'd be short on stuff to talk about, but that's not going to happen. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. And this is just the stuff that's like listed for major release. There's so many games that come out without even any, any sort of pre-mention at all um, that hit on Steam and stuff like that. So we're looking forward to see what happens there. Yeah, and you've got things like, I think the... I think the second episode of, or the third episode of um, The Walking Dead season, whatever it is, is due on the 28th. Of February? So, yes, I believe. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I I really like the first two episodes a lot. Yeah, so there's that shoehorned in there as well, so. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, that's what's coming out. Um, 
So uh, we have a bunch of questions uh, from listeners, but we're going to do those on next week's show. Um, so stay tuned for that. Don't worry. The questions we ask for will get answered. Um, thank you all for listening so much. Um, please get in touch with us at talking underscore games on Twitter or games at talking uh, for any other longer form conversation you want to have. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It, it's, it's really the best thing you can do if you love the show and want to promote the show. Um, and if you feel like giving monetarily, patreon.com slash talking comics is where you go for that. Even a dollar really does a ton. You get access to our, our private discord chat. You get access to possibly video features that you wouldn't get podcasts, stuff like that. So check it out. Um, if you so are so inclined, if you want to follow us personally, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Hugh. I am at H underscore Paz. Kelsey. Uh, Kelsamus K E L S S A M U S. Awesome. Um, so yeah, please uh, get in touch with us. We'd love hearing from you. We're going to do more questions next week. Um, but until then, thank you, Hugh. Thank you so, so much, Kelsey. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you for listening. Until next time, be good to each other.